everyone, Kareem Wright here, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Marco Milanese, a professional soccer player at Union Omaha. Marco, did I pronounce the last name good? Yes, good enough, good enough. Thank you. How's it going, Marco? <laughs> good, great, actually great. We, you know, uh, as you might know, we just won the regular season with Union Omaha. So we are enjoying some days off. The coach allowed us to have like two, three days off after the win. And um, not very, really great. Everything is going great right now. Congratulations on that. So you guys are moving on. But before we get into that, I want to, I want you to take us back in time and just share how you got involved in the beautiful game. Sure. Um, I got involved because my father was a professional uh, football player. In, back in Italy, uh, we're talking about the 80s, so a little bit far back, but he was a professional goalkeeper for Benevento. I don't know if you know, he's an Italian team. I think right now he's in second division, right now, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but um, he was uh, basically my guide since I was five years old. So, you know, he got me into it. I used to watch him in TV and um, I always wanted to be like him a little bit, so... He got me started. Um, he never, he never was. He never wanted to be also my coach officially, because after that he was also, he was also a coach um, for my local team basically. But he never wanted to me officially is uh, one of his player. Uh, so I have to say I had uh, other mentors growing up. So other very good coach. Uh, coaches that got me like really into thinking that I could become a professional soccer player because you know when uh, when your father says it's always some uh, kind of like you know yes but it's my father you know uh, but when the other coaches starting saying that you could make it he, he gets to believe in it a little bit more so I have to say I had um, another good coach his name was Giuseppe Troiano and um, yes, I think these two are the main figures. That's why I got involved into soccer. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of people get to grow up and watch their dad play professional soccer on the TV. So that's super cool. Yeah. Super and then cool. Super cool. Italy is really small, right? Italy is not a very big country. But yeah, football, they don't call it soccer over there, like the US. Yeah. yeah. Um, football is one of the most popular sports down there. So, um, you know, growing up and playing in Italy, how has that helped you develop as a player to then where you are now in the U.S., playing so what we call soccer in the U.S.? <laughs> Let's call it soccer. Let's call it soccer so it's easy. Uh, I, so, um, basically, as you said, like, even if we don't have, like, um, enormous population, like, I think we are, like, around 60 million people in Italy, uh, it's still like, you know, the most famous sport in the nation. So since you are young, I would say, um, I mean, before, uh, I mean, right now, mostly like every young kid, which either if you are a guy or for a girl, but you you start to playing soccer. Uh, but when I was uh, like back in, back in the time, when I was young, it was like, you know, every little kid, usually like he gets involved in soccer, you know, so like it's what they want to do, it's what they do outside school. Basically, you know, when I was young, like uh, as soon as I finished school, I would go in the park and play with my friends. Um, and it's basically what I did uh, 24 hours. I always had a ball on my feet in the house, 
which my mom was not happy about it. But um, yes, I'd say that because of our culture, you know, like um, it's always like a sport that since you're a kid, especially if you're a boy, um, I would say your father or like, uh, I don't know, maybe you want a member of your family, uh, you know, maybe supports a team, you know, and like you want to go watch the game with him. So you get involved, you know, in um, it's basically, as we say, in Italy, it's almost a religion. So Sunday uh, is like you go to either, you, I mean, you go to church and then after that you're watching a soccer game. So that's uh, the most important part of the day. For sure. So, so you said soccer is a part of the religion, which I got to experience for the first time in England. So I got to see that from the first time I'm from Canada. So would you say that... Um, being in the U.S. that you see that same culture here or it's a bit different? I have to say it's a bit different, okay? Like, uh, for sure, you know, you have the influence. I would say uh, the comparison that I always do is uh, like football here, you know, like the American football. So um, since you're a real kid, most, most of like the kids want to play football here, you know, like most of the kids, I would say. Um, which is uh, normal because, you know, there is a Sunday football, you know, like there is a, a big cultures around the sport. And uh, that's why maybe um, I would say it's a little bit different. But I have to say that since I came here, uh, it was five years ago now, uh, the thing is changing. I see a, lo a lot of more kids involved in soccer. Um, and yeah, like basically I would say also with the World Cup now in 2020. Six or twenty twenty. I don't know when the twenty twenty six the World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna come to US. It's gonna be huge, you know. And then I would see we're gonna see a huge change probably because more kids get are are gonna get involved to it. Also, the national team is getting better in the US national team, so uh, that's gonna help to change a little bit, you know. But I would say that right is still right now there is like this big. Uh, influence of football, American football. So uh, it would be the hardest to overcome. Absolutely. Playing for Union Omaha, what does a typical day look like for you during the soccer season in terms of training, preparation, and match days? Okay. Uh, I mean, so normal days, so I would say practice day, uh, we woke up pretty early, like uh, around 6.40. I usually woke up because uh, our practice, because our season is over the, over the summer and the temperature is very high, our coach prefers to practice at 9 a.m. So we wake up uh, pretty early. I wake up usually around 6.40. I have breakfast, go to the field, and uh, usually I would say an hour before our meeting. Uh, so our meeting usually would be at 8.30 in the morning, so 30 minutes before practice. And I would go there a little bit early to, you know, do, I always do rolling, form rolling, you know, to prepare uh, the first 10 minutes, the, my muscles uh, from the, you know, a night in bed, usually like, is uh, like you stay still, you know, for 10, 11, uh, 9, 10 hours, uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's good for recovery, but muscle wise, it's not really great. You know, so you need to get used to it. And then after that, I do some uh, biking, you know, like just 10 minutes uh, to prepare it for, uh, for the practice. Then we have a you know, quick meeting with the coach talking about the performance. Maybe it's a, if it's a, it's after a game, usually talk about the performance you know, of the team. 
if uh, it's a during a midweek, I would say we talk about uh, maybe our next opponent, you know, so what we're going to do in practice and like how we're going to uh, prepare for the opponent. Uh, then we practice from, I would say, 9 to 11.30, uh, usually 9 to 11, two hours max. And um, after that, we have lunch at the facility with the team. Uh, and after that, um, that's one of the, you know, I would say privilege of being a professional soccer player is that the afternoon is usually free, you know. So, like, uh, I I still uh, try to... Um, because so I'm international, so I could not have any other type of job uh, besides, you know, soccer. So what I do is I, I'm studying, you know, keep studying. I, um, I'm i doing some uh, um, classes online um, to improve, you know, my knowledge. I graduated in finance, so I still uh, take some classes online uh, just to improve my knowledge, you know, and... Uh, also hang out with our teammates depends in the afternoon is pretty free absolutely are you doing online classes yes online classes but you know do you know uh, course era it's kind of no. like uh, it's basically like um, a platform online which uh, you pay monthly and they offer you basically online classes from uh, college all over the world and after that they give you like um um I would say after you finish the cur the class or the course, whatever it is, you, you get a, like a diploma. Basically, you could add to your resume. And I did that because I didn't want to get uh, maybe pursue a master right now because I just finished school. So I wanted to, you know, enjoy a little bit, uh, not to stress too much about it, you know, the school and I try to focus more on soccer now that I have the possibility to do it. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I do in the afternoon. Study. <laughs> nice. And I, I don't think a lot of players that haven't went pro yet under, have, obviously they don't have the experience, but like once you became a professional soccer player yourself, did you know that you had so much free time after you were done working? Like in the, 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 the evenings are always free for you, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it depends if we, if we do, you know, sometimes we, time to time we have like some uh, appearances, you know, you got to do with the, with the team. Um, but nothing too, uh, I would say, not worrisome. I would say like it make you busy, you know, just once every maybe two, three weeks. So like it's not going to be, no, no, I knew, I knew because, um, I mean, in Italy, uh, when you go, when you playing for a professional team, usually, uh, and you do that for a job, that's what you do, you know, like, um, that's why like, um, I would say like many players uh, find that kind of like as a, con a consequence, you know, being a professional, because if you don't have like a good group of friends or like uh, you don't, you know, enjoy being with your teammates, this can cause some lonely time, you know, and you're like all this afternoon, what are you going to do, what are you not going to do? So that's why like I always trying to keep me myself busy uh, somehow. And um, no, I knew it because, uh, yeah, in Italy, basically like, uh, because there is not really a good connection between school and uh, and, and uh, soccer, uh, most of the guys they completely abandon school to pursue a professional soccer. So like they don't really have anything else out of uh, out of that. And that was I, I really like about US. No, so like that's why I choose to come here uh, and go to college. 
because I had the chance, you know, to still play at a high level and uh, to pursue a degree, which is great, uh, learn a language and then other positive facts. But uh, it, it, honestly, what I like is they, they always, um, now I have this mindset, you know, I, I try to keep myself busy, engaged in uh, other activities, also non-soccer related. So, um, yeah, but I would expect it like I was expecting this. Yes, for sure. Those, those are great points. Um, would you advise other players um, that are graduating from high school and about to go off to college or university or want to focus specifically what you mentioned, just wanting to go become a professional soccer player? Would you advise them to pursue school and soccer or just what, what, what would be the best advice that you'd give them? No, for sure. Um, uh, so that's a big decision, no? And uh, it would come, I would say it comes down also to the person that you are you know, uh, and also the influence that you have, because for me, I would say also my parents had a bit of influence on that, uh, to, you know, to stay in school, basically. Uh, but I would say, yes, for sure, there has to be an important decision if you decide to just pursue soccer and to, to abandon school. Uh, you need to know that, like, also, like, uh, the thing that they say, yeah, I would pursue soccer right now and then I will go back to school that's very hard like mm. uh, it's very very hard that after you finish your career you're gonna go back to school and um, I, I don't know I don't know if it's the best idea what uh, I could say if you want to say if you want to play professionally and not go to college there's like um, I, I know USA League One the league one I, I am at they offer scholarship and they partnership with the Bellevue University so they offer these programs where, you know, it's online. So you are still uh, want to be at home and you can be at home and study. Uh, and it's not a lot of work. You know, you can organize yourself. So for sure, I would advise any young player to stay in school because the career of soccer is very unpredictable. Very unpredictable. You never know when you're going to stop because of injuries, because of uh, other problematics. So... For sure, I would advise any young player to stay in school and like, even if you don't like to go to school, try to do, you know, some classes uh, um, like once a day or like one class, uh, one or two classes every semester, not to keep you stressful, but at least you're doing something, you know, for sure. Absolutely. In the competitive world of professional soccer, how do you stay motivated and maintain a high level of performance throughout the season? Uh, that's a good question. Um how do you do it? It's um, for sure by. Um, sorry, once. Uh, sorry. Um, so um, how do you do it? For that's one of the main challenges I would say as a player to stay uh, engaged mentally more than uh, physically. You know. Uh, also because you could play every game, but, you know, like, um, and sometimes the performance, like, there's a problem that I had before, uh, I would say, when I was younger, uh, to stay always focused 100% throughout all the season, you know. I, I remember when I was young, I would have, like, three good games and then one really bad one, uh, which is not great, you know. That's, I would say, that's what makes the difference when you're a professional. You can afford yourself to have... Uh, this kind of, you know, up and down. You need to stay focused uh, throughout all the way. And what I do is uh, I, I, I give myself goals. 
I give myself goals, which can be, I usually do, I, I don't want to say, I'm not really like a guy that sets a goal every day. I don't want to say that because I'm not, but, you know, set a goal for yourself, especially if you're um, starting, you know, if you're giving a starting position where you can actually have some data on your hands. Uh, I try to see, keep myself goal, goals, uh, I don't know, like clean sheets, for example, in like, but not a, a long span of games, you know, like three or five games. Okay. So like, it's a, like a monthly goal, maybe. So like after you see that and, uh, but there are also like the sheet is one of the, uh, I also do like more personal, you know, because I would say the sheet is on, doesn't only count on you, but some other factors. So what I do is, I don't know, uh, 80% uh, tackles the success rate or like, um, uh, pass, uh, passing rate successful, you know, all this, uh, this type of mini goal that I can give myself. And, uh, if you, it's, it's honestly like a really good uh, way to keep you yourself engaged mentally, you know, because you want to get that when you see it on the board every morning, I have like a board in my room, mm. like you see them every day, like, uh, um, get there or like, I don't know, like get to this goal, get to this goal. And you see, maybe you don't, if you don't um, succeed the first month, then you have extra motivation for the for next month, you know? So that's what, what I do personally. I don't know if can uh, uh, apply to every player, but uh, it's always like setting yourself goal and trying to achieve it. Because honestly, every time that I set myself a goal, then I always achieve it. That's the thing. So it has to be like a connection to it, you know? So... And it keeps you also like um, it makes you yourself like feeling better, you know, feeling like you're doing something, even if you're not seeing it. And that's important to keep track. What you're doing is also keeping track of it, so you know if you're reaching your goal or not, and it keeps you motivated. So you know that that's also a good point as well. What yeah. pos what position do you play, and what specific skills and attributes do you believe? are essential for success in that role? Okay. <laughs> Very good question. I like them. I like them. It's not, it's not an easy question, so you, you can answer. I love it. So, uh, I am, uh, personally, I'm a center back, but I can play also left back. Um, and that's also because um, I'm not really, um, I would say, stereotype center back. I'm not really big, like, you know, big, strong. I'm more like an average height. I'm six feet, you know, so like average height, not too small, but not too tall. And um, uh, so it depends. As a, I would say as a center back, which is my first position, primary position, I would say. Uh, what I have that uh, he, he helped me get through the, you know, uh, get noticed by coaches is my, I would say for sure, leadership which is not really a, like, um, uh, a skill. Uh, I, I would say not a, like, a technical skill, okay? But it's another important skill you need to have if you want to play in that position because you're in ch charge of moving the whole team, you know, when you're pressing or when uh, you have to organize while you're, while you're attacking, you know, you always have to talk and uh, keep your teammates uh, in, uh, engaged, you know? Uh, um, that's for sure, like um, one of my main uh, skills that I have, I would say. And another thing, uh, more technical wise, is that um, especially in the modern football, uh, in modern soccer, sorry, 
you need to have like uh, as a center back you need to be able to uh, manage the ball you know especially if you're if you're playing in a team that is possession based which i have been through like since my probably like my whole career i always trying to choose teams that they're like more possession based so they can enhance my characteristics you know and um, yeah i would say like i'm a very uh, very good not very good but like uh, i can uh, build up the build from the back you know so that's a characteristic that coaches like right now as a center back and you need to be able to do it Actually, right now, even the keeper has to be able to do it. So um, it's a great thing you need to have. And uh, I would say also, like, because I am not as big, I compensate myself by maybe a little bit quicker, you know? So, like, um, especially, like, when there are teams, and in college you see a lot of them, they, they put just the ball in behind, you know, and they want to run. It's actually, like, uh, having, like, fast center backs is a good... Uh, way to avoid that, you know, avoid that kind of like danger. Could you share some insights into the challenges and sacrifices you've had to make to reach your current level in professional soccer? Yes, uh, sacrifices a lot. Yeah. Sacrifices is like the main thing you need to do if you want to become a professional soccer player, you know, and uh, I actually saw a video recently on social media of uh, I think it was a girl. This girl it was like a track runner, and it's like um, so. You know, when most of the guys, you know, at your age, they want to go out or like they want to, um, I don't know, have fun. You know, and you and your uh, you are in your house, uh, uh, not going to parties, not celebrating something because you need to, you need to have a game the next day or something else. Or you, you, maybe you have to practice. You know, these are sacrifices that are not never coming back because you only want your, uh, you know, you're a teenager only once. You know, so you're ne never coming back. But at the same time, is what they make you, you know, get over a lot of people. They want to, they want to do the soccer players. No, they want to be a professional soccer players. But why not as many they become? Is because most of these guys, normal guys, they're not willing to take, you know, the extra step or work, work the extra hour or, like, make some sacrifice that gives you, you know, the edge. And that's why, like, uh, not everyone, because I I, I had uh, also friends in the past, teammates, that they were, like, 10 times better than me, you know, and they didn't make it because they didn't have this and they didn't, you know, have the um, the passion because I think at the end it's about passion, you know. Like, what are you passionate about? You're passionate about you want to become a professional soccer player, then you need to make, make sacrifices. It's only that, that that's the connection. There's no escape, no shortcuts, you know? Yeah, that's an amazing point, Marco. Passion, focus, discipline. That point that you just mentioned there, that there, there was players before that were better than you, but because you had passion, determination, discipline, and all these other things that they didn't have, you were able to make it. And yes. that's why I love interviewing professional soccer players like yourself that that can share these amazing stories and share with the next generation. This is what it takes to become a pro. Um, so this was yeah. this was a great time. Um, Marco, I know this was short. I wish we could spend more time. Um, I know. I could have you back on next, uh, you know, next time or when the season's done and talk more footy. For sure. Whatever you want. We can spend hours talking, no problem. For sure. <laughs>
Okay. Mark, I'd like to take the time to thank you for taking the time on the One Soccer Nation podcast today. Thank you so much for inviting me and good luck for the rest, okay? Thank you, Marco. Bye. Bye.